Oh my God, this could be the greatest day ever. Wow, are we rolling? Uh, it's working. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wow, I'm so, wow. I'm so impressed with us right now. Okay. Wow. Let's just dive right into it. Okay, let's do it. Does Kate Mills have a question? Kate Mills does have a question. I have <laughs> several questions. And I think, I think what I love best is that I, okay, first of all, I love that I always call you. I feel like you are my soul sister in a way that um, with the creative struggle. Oh, yes. But I know so many people struggle create, creatively. Right. Um, and I think the reason I call you is just because I feel like you'll be more forthcoming about it. Okay. And I feel like also I like I, I, I admire so much that what you have to do, like you put out for mass consumption, right? When I do a house or a restaurant there, you have to go to that place or live in that place to have that experience. So if I fuck up in front of, you know, if I fuck that job up, who cares? You know, it's just the people that live in that house. It's their problem. Right. But, but you have to put your stuff out for an entire audience of anyone from any country that can just click on a button and think whatever they want of you. And I think about so often how hard you work, like on your, you know, writing the music, writing the lyrics, all, all the shit that no one, like, I, you know, I, I don't really have an understanding, but it takes so long and then it's just done. And like, you have to be on to the next thing, you know, like it seems so fast and like, I don't know if you feel underappreciated, you know, like for working so hard and then putting so much out there and then just kind of starting all over again. How do you deal with that? I mean, there's a lot of questions. Wait, that yeah. wasn't even a question. Kate Mills no, can't even is. ask a question. No, that's a really good question. For one, it's a great point because it is, you know, just like any form of art, it's like you're painting this canvas, you're writing this song, you're on this hike, you know, you're like, whatever it is that you're doing, there's a need to be present and enjoy the creative process. Because if you're only working for, you know, the result of having people like or dislike it, you'll just co like constantly be disappointed because people just keep moving on. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's the struggle, like emotional health wise for me has been like attaching myself to the present moment of being creative and like that fire that I get when I feel like I'm downloading this song from the ether feels like so exhilarating. But the minute I share it with one other person, it can lose that magic so it's like you almost want to revel in in this like private thing and it's so funny because like you said it is the most public thing once I release music but it's like I'm mentally on to like so many other things by the time the song gets released and I think that's what kind of keeps you okay it's like well there's always more coming for better or worse like there's does, always gonna be another album does the constant pressure though i think about this with music and in and like fashion design 
Like how yeah. I, I never understand how designers put out so much work and right. then it's on to the next season and they can't even, I mean, it's just such a tremendous amount of work. Right. And, and then it's just, I don't know that it gets time, you know, has time to marinate and for, to, for people to appreciate. And I, I think that's something culturally that's happening, you know, just the instant gratification and on to next and what's exciting. And I think that is so bananas. And I think it's so wrong on so many levels. I mean, again, I don't know too much about music, but I mean, I remember having, you know, being excited and waiting for Madonna's album to come out. I remember right. waiting for the video to be on MTV and knowing I wasn't going to get any new music until, you know, I knew once you had that, that was your fix. And do you know what I'm saying? And now it's right, almost like, right. well, okay, great. Well, we've heard this album now. What's next? Right. There's no like sitting with it and savoring it. And that, I think that really, it freaks me out that people kind right. of expect you to be creative on demand and on to the next thing because doing this as a job right. is, right. it's so emotionally draining and taxing. And that sounds so, I think it sounds so weird to people that don't get it, but I'm, I just get exhausted. I mean, I, to where right. I can't turn on a, a TV. I don't want to look at other things. I just want like everything to turn off because I feel like I've taken everything out of my body and put it onto this wall or this piece of art or whatever the hell it is. And then to have to keep coming up with it on demand is really crazy to me. Right. Well, I, I guess I have a question for you. Like when you Kelsey, finish, I'm going to have to stop you. What's the name of this fucking podcast? <laughs> okay. Kelsey, Kelsey, come back. He has a question. All right. Keep going. Um, <laughs> so I'm wondering like, you know, whether the scale of the audience, I feel like the scale of the audience doesn't really matter whether it is like a family that you're designing a home for, or the like 65 monthly listeners that I have. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, a, lot. a modest a modest amount um but don't worry it's gonna get back up there we're well, just once we're you just get a on little Fallon, engine. obviously right right that's definitely happening um but I mean I'm I'm wondering the same for you like when you finish like safe house tattoo or something you're really proud of like and then you close that door get paid and then you're like like, what is your reaction after that? Do you feel like a depression? Do you yes, feel 100%. like... Yes, okay. 100%. And that's something that, that I struggle with a lot because I have this feeling of, you know, it's exhilarating, creating, like turning, there's nothing to me. I can't think of anything better um, than taking nothing and turning it mm. into something that just... It's so deeply satisfying to me to be able to see that kind of stuff. I feel like so many people that have eight to five jobs or um, it's, it's really hard to, to see the, the fruits of your labor. You know what I mean? It's right. kind of, it, you know, I think of Henry, my husband, who works at Dell. And I think mm -hmm. how long does it take for him to see, to see or feel good about something he's doing. It's kind of like, you know, the long war, whereas I put right. it up on the wall and I can see it and you finish an album and you can hear it. And it's, it's really rewarding. Right. 
Um, but then after that, I feel utterly useless. I feel like if I don't have a job in the next two weeks, I'm just a big loser. And I just got this job as a fluke. Um, and you know, we've, we've talked about this before, but there's that quote by Brene Brown chick. Yes. Which informed the way that I think about creativity, where she says that unused creativity is not benign. Um, it turns into depression or rage or grief or whatever. And I was watching another documentary the other day with an artist and he said the same thing. It, wow. It, it that turns, is so wild. It turns into, to something bad. So I think right. when that energy sits in me, it does turn into a moodiness in a, in a, just this feeling that being worthless is a little too harsh. I've tempered right. that a little bit, but something feels wrong. It feels like you're, right. you know, because there's no job. I don't go to a place and it has no regular schedule and it has no paycheck that I can count on. Um, right. So that feels different. And I've kind of had to learn to work around that. But when I'm not using that or expanding that energy, I just feel like I'm not fulfilling my purpose. Like I'm just sitting here and I'm lazy. And, you know, I struggle with self-talk and just beating myself up. And I, I really dislike that feeling and it's hard to be kind to yourself, but I'm working on it. Um, right. So, so this is really more the question that I, that I called you about the other day, Mm -hmm. which is the question of the imposter syndrome. Yes. And the more I thought about this, the more I thought, you know, that's not even, that's not even right. That isn't really the best way to describe it because I'm not pretending to be something I'm not. Do you know what right. I mean? So I'm not, yep. I, I don't feel like that's, that's the thing. I feel like the thing is that when you, it's so hard to say when you want to yeah. go outside of what you do. Okay. So this is interior design where I'm just putting stuff up on the wall, but if I want to yeah. create my own stuff, which I'm starting to do. I'm starting to make my own art and do some really weird things with art and with furniture. And right. So there's this part of me that is saying, why am I, why do I think I can do this? What is it? Why, who do I think that I am calling this, this thing art? Um, And I just struggle with not, not being an imposter, but feeling like, like I don't have a right to cross out of what I'm doing. And I don't understand, I don't understand why I feel so limited by that. Like if you wanted to get into a whole new genre or if you wanted to, you know, you actually did that with your stand-up comedy stuff. It's exploring another part of your creativity, but there's doubt for me in that, like, you know, kind of stay in your lane. And I don't know, I don't get what that's about. So how, right. how did you, how do you deal with that kind of stuff? Well, I think I had a very unhealthy relationship with my art and my identity when I was in my band. So okay. I was in a band called Kopecky Family Band for like 10 years. Was it also a cult? People. 
It was a cult, okay. definitely. Right. And and during that time, I feel like because I was a member of a collective, it was, and I was so young. I mean, we started this band, I was like 20 years old and the guys in the band were like 18. So we were just so new to this, you know, we get signed from a label in New York and get an agent. And it was just all this really exciting things. All of a sudden, like we were paying our phone bills with this band money we made and it felt very surreal and it quickly grew into something I never imagined. Like it became so much more than, oh, it'll be so cool to like be in a van and tour the country. Very quickly, it became like, you know, you're seeing other bands who are getting these positions on the radio and getting these late night TV spots that you're vying for. Is that the word vying? Yes. That seems, yes. Um, you know what that's short for? That, I've never thought about that. Yeah. That is a weird word. Vying. vying. It's a weird word. Well, vying. maybe it's like of viable, being viable. Oh, vying, right. But I don't okay, know. Vying. Yeah. Whatever. But so long story short, I feel like I experienced during that time, like the depths of depression and the depths of like pure joy, like both emotions, because like we said, when you're in the creative flow, I feel like there's an equal and opposite reaction when all of a sudden you're in like, okay, you toured for six weeks. Now you're home. Your roommates have nine to five jobs. So you're home alone watching Netflix and binge eating Cheetos and you feel like a shell of a human like what who are you right and so I feel like experiencing that and then sort of like saying hey this isn't working or what is working and looking at it now I'm in a place where I have so much freedom because I'm like well and to be fair I consciously have to like shut out those demons that are like you are a worthless piece of shit and no one cares about your songs why is that where, <laughs> but where but do you think that people that come home from their eight to five office jobs ever hear that somebody I mean maybe they do maybe that's the next question I need to ask like is somebody telling them that once they are off the clock and not doing x you know they're not doing their nursing job or whatever the fuck they're doing that they're right, worthless right. because I feel like that's kind of a thing that creatives suffer from like if you're not currently working on something creative, that's, that's so strange to me. That negative talk that comes right. to people that do this stuff. What is that? Right. Well, and I'm sure that people who are like a marketing manager from some startup have that like fear of missing out, like creating their own company or like, you know, we have friends who are like, oh, I just really wish I had the guts to like quit my job and pursue this creative endeavor and I just feel like I'm just working for the man like I feel like there are always these voices challenging us and telling us we're not good enough I I do think no matter if you're the stay-at-home mom or the mom who's the CEO who isn't with her kids at home like I just don't think you can win unless like the only way I get through it is consciously for one breathing and just like telling myself when a voice comes in like nope like have you heard this analogy of being the gatekeeper of your thoughts I mean it's it's really easy but basically you have this gate and you see a thought come up to it and you either let it into the gate and walk it around or not hmm. and so usually if there's a thought like hey Kate you you know you don't have any more jobs lined up 
you're worthless, like you're irrelevant or whatever. I'm like, come on in, <laughs> sit down, <laughs> yeah, pull up right. a chair, yeah. let's talk about it. You're right. Right. And so it's like, it's your, your job. It's your choice to say, fuck you. I'm closing that gate. And then choosing to like follow these neural pathways of positivity. Because if we don't, we will very quickly become depressed and worthless. Okay. So neural pathways. I, I try and do that. And that I do think like choosing positivity is not my it's not my norm, but it's become my habit. And I think that is the only way I can feel free in my creativity to make mistakes, to try something new, whatever. But I have to say fuck you to all these voices and labels and people who are like, yeah, not, we're not really interested and be like, cool, next. Like the next thing is coming if I'm staying true to my voice and my yeah creative, you know. I- I think that's a really helpful thing. And I'm going to say that w- the immediately when you said the gatekeeper to the thoughts, mine yeah. is actually, I'm a big burly bouncer sitting on a stool <laughs> and my name is Big Ed and Big Ed gets to decide if this piece of shit thought gets in or not. So I'm going right. to go with, I'm going to go with Big Ed. So I appreciate Big burly you. Ed. Big Ed. Um, I think that you have a good, head on your shoulders when it comes to this and I think the point that you made about choosing your thoughts is it's a really powerful thing uh that you're right it's it's a habit it's not something that you just you have to practice it right if you you don't practice I mean it's a pain in the ass but if you (laughs) if you keep trying to do it I think something good will come out of it. it it just is it's amazing to me how how difficult I don't know if we make it difficult on ourselves creatives right and I don't you know that this idea of the tortured artist has been around forever and I I actually would like to learn more about it and study it and try to figure out what that is and I guess at the end of the day there's this deep deep deep-seated fear about I guess sharing creativity is like it's more precious than like your virginity it's like giving this it's just giving this literal piece of who you are right and just hoping that it's enough or it's okay but it's there for like all of eternity like once you record a song and it's on spotify i'm guessing you can't delete it can you delete it you can like take it down like from whatever digital district, but, but somebody but will truly always have people, it. Yeah. People, you know, download your song. Some, someone has like my first EP ever. It's so embarrassing. And <laughs> like my friend will always be like skipping on a Monday morning by myself. And cause that was like my first song <laughs> that I ever put out. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, but I was balls, just trying the balls to that make that a CD takes, though. I mean, that's right to me. That's, that's just incredible. That's to me, that is, I think that's the thing. And probably painters right. struggle with it. Like what they painted when they were starting is miles apart from where they've, where they've come. And it just must feel so it's so raw and so strange to have that experimental stuff and that beginning stuff and just whatever it is out for public consumption 
And I think right. it just, it takes a kind of, a special kind of person, but a, a super kind of vulnerable one as well, you know, to leave, right. it, to leave it all out there. So my, you know, I think, I think the struggle for me really is, I just don't, I don't want people to, are you peeing or pouring something? No, I, I poured coffee and now I'm like, that is, that is a big pee stream. That is an intimate, yeah, these AirPods do pick up like whatever your hands are doing, I will say. That's good though. Um, Yeah. I will say that it's just going outside of what I'm doing. I have this fear of people saying like, that's not art. What you're doing right right now, you're just taking X and putting it on top of X. That's not art. Well, And and to that, you have to just say like, because okay another Brene Brown like the award goes to the person in the ring the person who's like daring okay. greatly well, first of all that's braving you know Theodore like Roosevelt the, but it's okay. oh <laughs> it's fine Brene Brown like wrote it in a some TED talk so I'm like oh so I think she was the that was the origin yeah no but you totally Theodore Roosevelt perfect yeah the man in the but ring but I think that's because it's like I can just say like, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't care about your opinion of my music. If you're not also creating a CD and also if that's your opinion of it, I just am not going to listen. Yeah. Like I can't. It's because a, I, I have that. I mean, I have that. It's like, but there's, but there's the, the other slice and you know, I can, the, or, speaking of origin stories, when I when at the shop at OMG, yeah, I'll never ever forget this in all my life. So we had this landscape, and I am not. I think something is that I am secretly a frustrated artist. I want to be right. an artist more than anything in the world, and this is what I've kind of right. realized in the last couple months. I have art mm-hmm. books everywhere. I love art. I love to look at art. I love to watch art documentaries. I'm fascinated by artists, but inherently, right. I am not one. August is one. Yeah, you are. But hear me out. August is one. Henry's mom is one. Henry is one. When I think of art, I think of people that, now I'm going to say create something out of nothing, which I've already admitted that I do. But it's like, I think of drawing. I think of this, a a talent that is not on the same level as me. What I will tend to do is say, anybody can do what I can do. And there's a part of me that really, truly believes that, that if Anybody can hang pictures on a wall. You can look at a YouTube tutorial. You can, you know, there are templates you can buy to do a gallery wall, blah, blah. I, so I don't believe that I have this gift that can't be taught. But there are people that are artists that can, not everyone can sing. I don't care how many YouTube tutorials there are. If you can't sing, you can't sing. If you can't draw, I, I truly believe you you can't learn how to, you know, draw like the Mona Lisa or just anything beautiful. I feel like there's a special gift that comes with a certain art. And I think that I want to be a different kind of artist so much. And I'm a frustrated artist. So back to this thing, I had a canvas, a cheesy 60s landscape, and this is 10 years ago. And everybody will remember this. I put, not everybody, that sounded so stupid. I bought stickers and put do epic shit. 
yeah on the painting right in letters and it just people lost their shit and loved it so much one person right. commented and said yeah. uh something like looks like you're ripping off wayne white oh gosh and i was like it's the only thing i read out of 10 million comments it was the one thing that i read and i was like who the fuck is wayne white because one thing I don't do is and this has kind of always been how I am I don't I don't follow other people I try not to to look at that kind of I I just try to like create my own stuff I I try to stay in my own lane because I hate copying so much and I know that that's inherent to creativity I get it but I had never heard of this guy I never knew that he's famous for and now I know all about him and he's incredible and he sure as fuck does not put stickers on stuff, but he writes right. these sayings that are just epic and they're 3D and he paints and he's from Chattanooga and he's amazing. Um, but I think my creative expression stopped on that day when that lady said that. And I've since befriended her and we've had a conversation about it a few times, but I think something stopped me right then. And I'm so scared of, being a fake I think it is I think nothing would scar me more so like going out and doing this new thing that I want to do with the art and the furniture I don't I'm terrified Kelsey that someone I'm gonna post something and they're gonna be like oh well so and so in Pennsylvania did that 15 years ago and it's not that big of a deal and hello oh someone just was calling me and it interrupted your thing you were saying so you're saying you were saying going like starting this new endeavor and then it cut yeah. out. I'm saying I'm terrified that that I'm working on this thing that is original to me. That is something right. that is I'm creating this because it was born out of a thought and feelings that I've had for so many years and I'm finally doing it. But I'm terrified that the minute I, I set it free to the public, that someone is going to point out to me that this has been done and who it's been done by. And I don't know why I should care about that. But I, what I said is I, I, I'm terrified of being a fake and, and someone that copies. Right. Well, for one, there's just, someone could argue no one is completely original. Yeah. So it's like, I think for you, maybe you're like, cause you're now you're aware you're like, okay, I'm going to need to avoid these negative voices or if I come in contact with them I have to like have people around me that can support me and see what I like remind me of my my purpose yeah and I think like that's the only way I can get through that same thing like whenever I put something out it's like I'll play a show in you know Milwaukee and some dude is like you remind me of Liz Fair are you just trying to be Liz Fair And I'm like, okay, cool, man. Thanks. Awesome. But like, no, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing for the world besides going to concerts in your, you know, 60s and like telling little girls at the merch table that they're unoriginal, like, good job. (laughs) You know, it's just like, it's tough. We're in an age of like trolls and a-holes and trolls and a-holes. That should be my new record. But, um, Yeah, I think you just need to 
freaking do it. You are so gifted. You have such an eye. You're always thinking of things in a different way. I've never met anyone who thinks like you. So I am so excited for you to start this new project and you just got to go for it and screw the haters because there are always going to be haters. Oh no, I lost you. Did I lose you? Hello? Oh no, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Oh no. What about now? Okay, now I can hear you. Did you hear any of my rambling? Yes, I heard all of it and I, I can oh. hear you. I think I think you can only talk for recording on friends for like a certain amount of time maybe. Oh, but okay. I just wanted to say I'm, I'm I'm really glad that we finally could get our shit together and figure out right. that it was my headphones. I feel like a 40, I was going to say 46, but I am 46, but I feel like an 87 year old, like, and I, honey, how, now, now, what button do I push? Totally. Um, anyway, I'm the same. I feel better after talking to you. I don't know if I. I got the question answered, but I have a feeling that every podcast is going to be like this and the question will never really get answered. And maybe it shouldn't be answered. Maybe it's right. just, we should always talk about it. Um, right. Is there anything you want to promote now that you're on my show? You want to tell people about the new EP coming out? What you got going on? Okay. So I just, it, none of this has been um, announced yet. So I just have to be super vague, but I started working with a new label, new producer, new band, and we are like right now, demoing songs for a full length album. And I've never had for my solo project, like any amount of financial support or a team around me. It's always been literally me contacting blogs, trying to get my videos featured, me paying, you know, producers out of my babysitting money. Like, so it's Wait, been so, so this is for real. Cool. This is for real. Like we're doing it. And I'm so pumped. The record is it's just more of a full band sound. It is more rock and roll. It feels just like totally me. I'm so excited about the songs. I'm so proud. Is it like totally and Liz Fair? It's basically Liz Fair. That's so exciting. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so pumped. So yeah, it's it's a lot to come. And um, I feel like it's all of the like failed attempts to fly, which no no attempt to fly is a failure. I think it's just a stepping stone. And we're just frogs on lily pads, knowing when to jump. Wow, I think wow. we got. Uh, I think on that uh, on that note, who, there's nothing better to end on. Um, exactly. Well, I I know you're doing great things, and I think I look up to you because you just you seem fearless, and and to a degree you are, but to agree to a, to another degree, you have healthy fear, and I think that is also so important to share with other people that you're not out there just slaying it every day. It feels oh, good gosh. to know that you're vulnerable. And I appreciate, I mean, I think I'm up to 1.2 million listeners now. So I know everybody, right. everybody out there is going to really love hearing that. Kelsey, I wish, sure are. I wish you the best day ever. I wish you the best day ever and keep on keeping on. You're the coolest, Kate Mills. You are. You keep are. killing it. Okay. All right. Talk Bye, soon. girl. Bye.